Well, hello everybody and <laughs> welcome to the Things for Waiting podcast. I'm Brandon and I'm sitting here with Joe. Hey, Brandon. And I'm sitting here with Joe. Hi, honey. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Um, I don't, where, where are you going for there? <laughs> <laughs> um, I was the grandma in the basement. Uh, yeah so i know it's dead on and uh, you know we're gonna keep that in um i worked on it all week and if you didn't guess it based on my intro (laughs) (laughs) we're doing evil dead 2 1987 that just came out in 1987 (laughs) (laughs) it just came out 23 years ago (laughs) hey man some people could be seeing it for the first time (laughs) Not yeah. me. Nah. I've seen this movie a couple times, and it's always been a charmer. Yeah, that's one way to put it. A very bloody charmer. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've, I've watched Evil Dead 2 a lot more than the first one. Interesting. I definitely watched the first one more. Really? Yeah, because I like the first one just a smidge better. They're different movies. You like it because it's more serious? Yeah, it's just a little bit more like... Evil Dead just freaked me the fuck out. Evil Dead 2 is a great watch. It's super fun. But it's just, it doesn't have that like horror aspect that I was looking for. What are you talking about? It, ha- it totally has horror aspect. Yeah, the horror aspect, but it was just too... Um, goofy. I mean, you know. You know. I mean, it had a little goof in there. It, it did, yeah, I, I mean, I love Evil Dead 2. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say that. I'm not trying to shit on it. But just of in my not. preference, uh, Evil Dead One, just a little, little bit better. Yes, and you know if you haven't seen if you haven't seen our uh, breakdown of Evil Dead One, go back and check that out. Thanks for waiting. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> but one yeah, one of the better ones. It is. Uh, check that intro out. Yeah, that intro, courtesy of Josh, ripping it up on guitar. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Josh. Uh, you know. Uh, thank you, Josh. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Cool. It, it's cool. cool. That's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is our second go at it. Uh, you know, next week we'll be bringing the Army of Darkness, but that's not this week. This week we're doing Evil Dead Two. Joe, start us off with some facts. You know, take it, take us to the Kandarian underbelly of demon society in Facus. Okay, yeah, let's just get into it. You know, fucking intro. Uh, Evil Dead 2, <clears throat> 1987, had a budget of 3.5 million, it boxed office 10.9 million. Relatively uh, successful. Minor success. Um, so yeah, they definitely well, they back, were pleased with this one. Back then, like that, that's pretty successful. Yeah, it's not bad. Made like 7 million profit. I mean, typically you want to triple, <laughs> triple yeah. Your, yeah, you want to triple your, prof, your uh, budget, so that worked out. Uh, so it ranked 19 in Entertainment Weekly's top 50 cult films of all time. I think that's an understatement. It should be up there. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Irvin Shapiro, which you might recognize from the Evil Dead podcast, is uh, he's the producer of Evil Dead, and he encouraged Evil Dead 2 after Crime Wave, Sam Raimi's next film after Evil Dead in 1985, sort of failed horribly. Uh, Sam Raimi wrote Evil Dead 2 while in production of Crime Wave. And uh, after your Crime Wave failed, uh, Irving Shapiro was just like, yo, man, go back to Evil Dead. You know Evil Dead. So Bruce, Robert, 
and Sam or just like, yeah, let's do that. Let's go back to Evil Dead. Uh, Stephen King hooked them up with a financer, Dino De Laurentiis, <clears throat> financed the film uh, under DEG Productions. Two. And uh, that's how they got made. And Sam actually wrote this film to be taking place in the Middle Ages. Uh, you know, Ash mm-hmm. getting sent back in time through a portal to the Middle Ages to fight uh, Deadites that way. Uh, but Dino De Laurentiis said, hey man, make something more similar to Evil Dead 1, and then we'll make this movie. So that's how Evil Dead 3 got postponed. It was actually the second movie wrote. Well, well, well. Yeah, and other than that, Evil Dead 2 was shot in Wadesboro, North Carolina, and in Detroit, USA. And it is Bruce Campbell's favorite film of the trilogy. I can see that. I mean, Bruce Campbell has so much to do in this one. Like, he, and like he does like pretty much all of his own stunts besides the getting thrown down the stairs. Bruce Campbell had a lot of fun in this movie. <laughs> and like, dude, Sam Raimi just loves beating the shit out of Bruce Campbell. <laughs> he loves beating the shit out of everybody. But yeah, Bruce Campbell definitely gets the brunt of it. Um, I do want to. I do want to. I don't know if you're going to go this way, Joe, and I'm sorry if you were. But I do want to highlight the special effects makeup artist for this. Um, my God, they did a good job, I think. Like, it, it, some of the creepiest images that I have, like most disturbing images, like come from this movie. Um, one of the special effects, obviously, is Greg Nicotero. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was big on this. You know, he's Walking Dead. Uh, I mean, we can go on and on about yeah. Greg, Greg Nicotero. Yeah. Um, one of the other ones is Mark uh, Strostrom. Jostrom. 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 And uh, he actually worked on a lot of movies. He worked on From Beyond. He worked on Nightmare on Elm Street 2 and 3 and Phantasm 2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just, I just want to highlight those boys because they worked, they worked overtime on this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of good effects in this movie. But what do you, what do you guys say? Just dive right in. You want to dive right in? Let's just dive right in. You want to go through a portal? Or you just want to just go for it? Let's just drive there. Who would do that twice? (laughs) 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 All righty. Well, I guess we're going to start getting into the plot of Evil Dead 1987. Directed by Sam Raimi. We don't really need to talk about Sam Raimi. We did on the last episode. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Spider-Man. Uh, he also did uh, Drag Me to Hell previous episode go yeah, check it out check it thanks out. for waiting they know they know they probably uh, already <laughs> listened to it yeah definitely uh, we're, we're getting please to go be, listen to it we're getting to be a Sam Raimi podcast over here I mean pretty much after <laughs> this we will be um, but yeah so let's start this plot for Evil Dead 2 it was then that the dark spirits again rose up to the battle the living. It is said that a hero came from the sky, a man who defeated this evil and buried the book in the castle of Kondar, and there it lay for 700 years, waiting. And then... <laughs> Professor Raymond Nobi and his wife, Henrietta, brought the book to a small cabin where they could study it undisturbed. Kondar 
Estrada, Tatun, Hazan Sobar, Irgrat, Gat, Nosferatos, Amantos, Kanda. Good shit. (laughs) (laughs) Roughly translated as Book of the Dead. But yeah, so it starts off with a pretty cool monologue as Josh just gave it to us. Thank you, Josh. Yeah. Uh, During the intro, we see the book. It morphs into a scary face made out of human flesh. Um, We get some skulls going on there, some skeletons. We get the red, we get some like red seas, you know, because the blood of the water and stuff. The Uh, red seas, like not the letter seas. No, like, blood in the seas. Right, yeah, okay. Uh, so, after that, we get the title screen, and it comes up. We got some white lettering with, uh, it's kind of like a ghostly lettering, like almost Scooby-Doo level. Um, and we get a black background with that. Uh, for the title, uh, first one had a better title, title sequence, I'll say it. But not too shabby. Uh, next, we see a car driving out of a tunnel. And it is the same car, right, Joe? From the first one? Yep, same car. Uh, before we get like into the the picture of the movie, I just want to point out that Rosebud Productions is the film production company or supposed film production company. It was a uh, not a real institution. It was actually run by Dino De Lorenzo's stepson or son-in-law. I can't remember which, but uh, yeah, it was set up so that they could produce Evil Dead because Dino De Lorenzo's company would not produce anything that wasn't rated R or lower. So this film was obviously unrated because of the graphic violence. But I just thought it was cool. It was like it's like a little rose like blossoming. Uh Sam Raimi shot that footage and there's like just a cool little story behind that. Hope you guys found that interesting. <laughs> wow. Wasn't there like a weird thing with they couldn't use certain things from Evil Dead 1 because like a different company owned that? Like they didn't own the rights to Evil Dead? Yeah, and we're actually getting into that like immediately. Oh, okay. Well, then I guess we'll keep going. Uh, So we see the same car from the original driving up and we see our main character, Ashley Williams, played by Bruce Campbell. We all know him. We all love him. He's here again. Yeah, I love Bruce Campbell. Uh, fucking burn notice anybody. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about him last time. We won't spend too much time on him, yeah. but we're fans. Maniac Cop. Uh, Escape from L.A. cameo. Spider-Man cameo. <laughs> Almost every Sam Raimi cameo. But not really. Not, I mean, he, there was a point in time where Sam Raimi was like making a point to cameo Bruce, but... Just didn't work out. Bruce Campbell was also in the movie they shot before this that failed, right? Crime Wave? Yeah, he was in Crime Wave. I, th- I think he didn't star in Crime Wave. He was in it, though. Yeah, I think he was in it, yeah. So that's all we, <laughs> that's all we need to say, baby. Um, and then we see his girlfriend, Linda, who, if you remember from our last episode, Linda was his girlfriend in that. But this is a different actress, not the same one. Not the same Linda here, but, but it is the same Linda. Same Linda, different but not Linda. The, exactly. Yeah. Um, she's played by Denise Bixler. She did good for about five minutes. 
Yeah, uh, she did good. She didn't. She honestly did not do like literally any more acting after this. She was kind of in a. She was in like a TV series named Booker, um, but not much after that. Uh, Ash tells her that uh, you know she's asking about the cabin. Ash tells her you know it's a little rundown, uh, but uh, and he thinks it's deserted. Uh, we get a cool shot of them going over the creepy-ass bridge, which is, like, a lot bigger and grander in this one. It's definitely different. Yeah. Not like, the same bridge. In but... the first movie, it was just kind of like a rickety wooden bridge, but in this one, it's like this epic-ass bridge mm-hmm. over, like, a giant cliff, and... Yeah. It, I mean, it looks pretty crazy. Um... So yeah, so then we see them, uh, once they get over there, we see them in the cabin. Ash is playing piano while Linda dances around. So it's looking like a pretty, uh, pretty sweet setup for them. You know, Ash is like, yeah, I'm getting it tonight, boy. This Ash is like a different Ash too. Like, I mean, his like shirt's like unbuttoned halfway. His checks are, his, uh, you know, his pecs are popping out. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. This can't men- can't stop mentioning those pecs. <laughs> I, I, I mean, he's like he's got like a muscular face. It's crazy. It's yeah, crazy how in much. The, in the changed. first one, he's really reserved. You know, he's he's really like kind of like a coy character toward until like towards the end. Yeah, mm. in the first one, he looks like he could almost be like that dorky character in the backseat. You know, but yeah. in this one, he's definitely the main character. Oh yeah, he's like suave. He's badass. You know, like you know what's coming. Yeah. Uh, so they go to kiss and, you know, we see that Linda is wearing a certain necklace that you might remember from part from our first one episode. That's a magnifying glass necklace. It's the necklace that saved the day last time. Does not have a lot to do in this one. Mm-hmm. Nope. No, not compared to the way they like kind of shoehorned it into the last one. They kind of shoehorned it in this one, but. Like, 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 there's one time where it's important. Right. Uh, Linda's scared uh, that the people that own the place are going to come back, but, you know, Ash is just going to say, like, his car broke down, man. Like, they're just staying there because the car broke down. Like, we just had to fuck all over your cabin because my car broke down. That's the perfect excuse. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see Ash, uh, you know... Like we were saying, like he's a very different Ash. He's very charismatic. Uh, you know, he's popping champagne, boy. Nothing more charismatic than that. Yeah, this Ash came to play too. I mean, let's just keep going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, as he grabs the champagne, he sees a picture of a woman on a desk. Maybe we'll know who that is later. Um, and he sees a tape recorder on the desk as well. Um, he turns on the tape recorder and it starts playing. Uh, Josh is going to be so kind. Uh-huh. So, it'll say. And actually, I feel like this is different from what you know, but it starts. It's, this tells me the Justin Kondarian. What, do you, what's, what what's script do you have, you Josh? Talk it's Evil that. Dead 2, but... Because, like, the I'm first seeing... one I don't think was the exact same one that was in the movie. Yeah. No, I'm looking at this, and it's like, I mean, it's like be... it's the same, and then, like, I'm noticing differences. So we got the script pulled up, and it's obviously, I don't know yeah. if it's not the right script. I went through, or... like, four different scripts. <laughs> so this one should start with, this is Professor Raymond Noby. Yeah. And it doesn't? Not at that point. I think that's the beginning. All right, we'll you. find that. 
And <laughs> Joe and I will just have a little sidebar here while you're <laughs> while you're digging that up. Right, Joe? Yeah, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> That's not the side. It's not the sidebar. Oh, yeah, yeah, did you know that this tape recorder is the same one from Evil Dead? It's one of the few remaining props that they actually brought over from Evil Dead. Was this the ta- was this the same tape recorder that you were telling us that uh, Bruce, Bruce Campbell's, Campbell's dad? dad's tape recorder? Yeah, Bruce yeah. Campbell's dad's tape recorder. I can't believe it. it's making an appearance again, right next to the Book of the Dead, the Necronomicon. Necronomicon. Yeah, and honestly, I think that the human skin might be one of the best things to make a book out of. I wouldn't go around saying that. I think it's it fits for the Book of the Dead. <laughs> well, uh, if you don't have paper, why not use hu- human skin? I feel like there's easier things to use. I mean, listen, you can go cow, you can go pig, you can go wolf. I was but, just thinking like a rock. A you, rock. Like, you carve a stone tablet if you don't have paper. If you use a rock, it'll probably just, like, get lost, man. Yeah, that's so easy to lose rock. Yeah, rocks get lost, man. I mean, you go skipping them and and Yeah, but if you want, like, an actual book and you don't have fucking pages and stuff to make it, like, human skin is the fucking, it's the resource. Like your own? Absolutely not. Hmm. So it has to involve, like... Well, because you're writing the book. You're not going to kill yourself to write the book. You're probably going to... Do you have like a pen? You can just use like a leaf. You know? I imagine you're using a feathered pen and dipping it in ink. You know, you're just like, yes, to I, the world, dip, 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 dip. I just don't know if I can get behind that statement, you know. With the human skin the statement human or, skin or, the, or the yeah, feathered pen it statement? It was the human skin that got me. I think that overall you should look past the human skin because we're all just animals here, Joe. So the book has a face on it. Fuck. It's a human face. Uh, yeah, but it's a small face. It's, uh, you know, I feel like it's, it's almost mummified. It looks good. Fucking good. I was thinking too, if I was in the situation of Ash in Evil Dead and like all these things start happening, like we'll get to it in here in a second. But uh, how fast in this movie, he just fucking like kills his girlfriend and buries her. I well, think, yeah, I mean, we're definitely going to get to that, but I don't know if I have like a theory about that or what, but we can, hey, yeah, we got the thumbs up. All right, we got, got the thumbs, thumbs up. up. We're done talking about very interesting things. <laughs> Josh is ready and willing, and he's <laughs> going to open his legs. The legs are open, and the lips speak. This is Professor Raymond Noby, Department of Ancient History, log entry number two. Okay, I got the nod. (laughs) I believe I have made a significant find in the castle of Kondar, having journeyed there with my wife, Henrietta, my daughter, Annie, and associate professor, Ed (laughs) Gecky. Nerd. (laughs) It was the rear chamber of the castle that we stumbled upon something remarkable. Mortorum de Monto, the Book of the Dead. My wife and I brought the book to this cabin where I could study it undisturbed. It was here that I began my translations. The book speaks of a spiritual presence, a thing of evil that roams the forests and the dark bowels. 
powers of man's domain. It is through the recitation of the book's passages that this dark spirit is given license to possess the living. Included here are the phonet phonetic pronunciations of those passages. Kanda, Astrada, Montos, Irgrets, Got, Nosferatus, Kanda, Amantos, Kanda. Oh, yeah, bro. Um, and I, during that, there's like a montage of like Professor Nobi like discovering the book in like an old Indiana Jones type scenario. Yeah, he goes to an ancient temple. Yeah. yeah. And there's like a, a scene where like Professor Nobi's studying the book at his desk, and uh, Henrietta Nobi is in the background in a rocking chair. Interesting. And, uh, I guess there's a deleted scene where you see Henrietta's eyes like light up like a demon. That's that would have been sweet to throw in. That'd have been cool. Uh, as the professor is saying the language, we see the force once again coming to the cabin. It wastes no time, breaks through the window. Does it break through the window in the same exact way? They did they use two by fours in this one? I can't yeah. imagine they did, but. <laughs> well, I mean, if it works the first time. Well, because the first time was so low budget that this one they use some clever camera shit too. Yeah. I don't know exactly how they from did this one. From watching interviews, I, a, a number of people that worked on this movie were saying that they made like they made a lot of better decisions than they did in the first one. Um, so we see it break. No time breaks through Linda's li window. Um, Linda's window. Linda's window. Uh, you know, making her scream. So it breaks through a window just like it broke through Ash's sister's window in the first one. Cheryl? Was her name Cheryl? Yeah. Cheryl. Uh, Ash goes to check it out and we find the room's all fucked up and we see outside that a storm's a-brewing. That's never good. Uh, he goes out to find her and after a short spooky woods walk, he finds her as a demon. A Kandarian demon. <laughs> He grabs a shovel and hits her head. And it comes clean off. Because that's how heads work. It's basically mirroring the exact same shot in the first one where he cuts Linda's head off with the shovel. Right. Um, and then right after that, we see her digging. Her, digging he, we see Ash digging the grave. Um, and he does have the necklace. But I just thought it was like almost comical how fast this happened. <laughs> just cuts her head off and just immediately starts digging the grave exactly like I know this is supposed to be like the first time that Ash has been up here it's supposed to be but that's you know so obviously there's some like continuity differences in this scene than there was in the first Evil Dead movie uh, so we'll just talk about that now the reason that it's different is they couldn't get the rights to Evil Dead 1 because it was released under a different distribution company as New Line Cinema this one's Lion, Lionsgate. And um, so they couldn't use any of the footage from Evil Dead 1, so they decided to try to reshoot some of the first Evil Dead scenes. Uh, you can imagine how fucking hard that would be, though, to try to like get the feel for the first Evil Dead movie, reshooting it with just a couple scenes. So it ended up being like somewhat of a different story, with just Ash and Linda going to the cabin alone and discovering the book. Well, because they had absolutely no intentions of making another one. Like, yeah, at the first end of the first Evil Dead, Ash is supposed to be dead. Yeah. He's supposed to be just like, 
like over. I mean, it's it's done. But then they were encouraged to make a second one. So this is how this is the solution they came up with. And so people wouldn't be like confused watching this one. They had to recap it in some way. So this is how they did it. But they but people were still confused. I mean, it's confusing. It is confusing. There's no reason not to be confused. So it's the same, but it's different. And let's keep on going. Uh, the for <clears throat> the force uh, is coming to the cabin through the woods. It breaks down all the doors, comes up to Ash, just like at the end of the Evil Dead one. Um, and it goes, and this is where we get our difference. They should have just started the movie from right here. Yeah, but they didn't want people to have to go back and watch Evil Dead since it was such a, you know, right under right. the radar movie. I guess That's understandable. That I guess. Uh, so. As soon as the force hits Ash, he starts flying through the trees and he's spinning around until he hits a tree landing in a puddle, a very fucking deep puddle. Uh, he comes out of the puddle and he's like demon Ash, man. And we see the sun is rising and it's fucking him up. The, the sunlight is just like burning him pretty much. And we see the we see all the fog and stuff receding back into the forest from whence it came. Uh, after that, he come, After that, uh, he passes out, and then he comes to, and we get a sweet ass shot. It starts really close to his face, and then fast spirals up into the treetop. I thought this was such a good shot. Yeah, this shot was awesome. And there's a lot of like, if you want to learn how to do close ups on an actor and use lighting around and stuff, I think Evil Dead Two is a very good example of how to do that successfully. They did a great job. I mean, Sam Raimi fucking killed it, man. He's showing his directing prowess as usual. Ash looks around and he sees an empty forest, very quiet out there. And he turns out that he's by his car and he's by the cabin. Uh, so at this point, I feel like, you know, we're, we're at the beginning of Evil Dead, or we're at the end of Evil Dead 1, and that first sequence was a dream? Exactly. That's kind of how I felt about it too. Yeah. So it's the same Ash from Evil Dead One. We're starting right there. But his car um, gets fucked up in Evil Dead One. His car gets fucked up. There's like you know, there's other differences but just that are confusing. Forget about it. Yeah, just forget about it. Because you know, nothing's nothing what it appears to be that night. You know. Yeah. Forget about it. Uh. So. He basically he lands there. He says like he says that you know it's gone and that the sun drove it away. His plan is to blow out of there uh, before nightfall. He just needs to get the fuck out of there. Uh, he looks at the cabin and it turns into a... F- the cabin itself turns into a face and it just says, Join us. That's good. Thanks. <laughs> Ash tries to drive his car out of there, but he gets to the bridge and finds out that it is fucked. The bridge is fucked in the exact same way from the first movie. So, yeah, lends a little credence to that this is just picking up from this first movie. But how could he not remember that, you know? I mean, yeah, he I'd did, take he it did back. drive Linda over there. I mean, I could see him not remembering, just by, um, like waking up confused, not remembering. This is where we get our first Ash, uh, you know, no scene and Josh uh, or I mean Joe, you're you're kind of our resident Ash. So, uh <laughs> <It's Len. laughs> Josh is the impression no. guy. Joe's if you didn't know, Joe in our intro says groovy. Groovy. So right. Joe is our resident Ash. So Joe, if you could just give us a no, that'd be great. All right, here we go. <gasps> no. 
We see the sun being covered <laughs> by clouds and the darkness comes back. We see the force come up, uh, come up to the mounds and chase Ash into in his car. We get like a nice little car chase. Like, yeah. Uh, Ash hits a stump or was it a rock? Stump. Ash hits a stump and flies through his windshield. Uh, Should have wore a seatbelt. Um, and the force chases him into the cabin and all throughout it. This is a really yo. This cabin looks small, but that motherfucker opens up, dog. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of rooms. It's a big ass cabin. So we never like see what the force is, but it's obviously something because it can break through doors. And so I mean, and it Ash seems like it. when oh, Ash is oh. running away from it, it, seems like he's looking at it. Yeah, and it's like right on his tail too. Like, I can't believe he didn't didn't get caught. Uh, Ash does lose it, and it leaves. Ash hid in the basement. Uh-huh. If you remember the door in that basement being very creepy. But next we see a plane landing and out comes Annie Noby, played by Sarah Barry. Uh, Sarah Barry, th- I believe this was her first movie. No, it's the other girl. No, it's her. Is it? Yeah. Wow, it's two debuts. Uh, this is her first movie. The only other acting credit she has after this is Chud 2, Cannibalistic Humanoid Underground Dwellers. We might, we might cover dw- uh, Chud one day. Uh, Chud, Chud's pretty good. The first one. I haven't seen the second one, but she is in Chud 2. Um, but yeah, so she comes off the plane and uh, uh, she, it was her picture in the cabin by the tape recorder that we saw earlier with Ash. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you couldn't tell. Professor Noby's daughter. Yes. Um, also in this scene, uh, we see Ed Getley. Now, Ed, they never say his name in this, and it was really hard to actually find his character name. I'm not going to lie. Honestly, I just realized that was his name once Josh was reading the Professor Noby intro. Right. Yeah, um, he actually had he actually went on to act uh, quite a while after this. Uh, he was in Dead Hard Two or Die Hard. <laughs> Dead Hard. Dead, Dead Hard is a Dead by Daylight perk, but uh, Die Hard. He was in Die Hard Two, so you know, and he was the art teacher in Girl Interrupted. Oh, yeah. So you know, what are you gonna do? Um. So she is, so Ed is her lover, and uh, she says that she found the, she found pages to the Book of the Dead. So I guess the book isn't complete. Uh, They want to translate them, uh, and they haven't heard from her father in a while, who's in a cabin, and they're going to go there and see what's going on. Uh, there's she saying that her dad might have found the gateway to another world. Wouldn't that be crazy if you were the guy who found a gateway to another world? Pretty crazy. It's a little too crazy. <laughs> too crazy, man. It's too crazy for me, man. I'll, I'll leave that for you. Uh, after that, we're back at the cabin, and we have a good-ass shot of the cabin uh, in the background, and uh, it's basically like the cat... It's like... The shot of the woods, we see the cabin in the background with, in the forefront, we see uh, Linda's grave, you know, the cross that Ash puts down there. Pretty cool. Damn. Yep. Uh, we see Ash, and he's pretty fucked up, and he sees the deer head on the wall. Ash is just covered in blood, like, this whole movie. 
Uh, he gets out of the chair and goes towards the door. Uh, this is this is one of those times where you just get really good close-up shots. Very good. Makes it feel claustrophobic. It's just a very good feeling. Uh, he opens the he opens the door to a dark room, and we hear a creak. The piano starts to play by itself. Now, was it playing the same exact song that Ash was playing earlier? Waltz, but was it? Okay. Is the waltz? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Uh, he pulls the necklace out of his pocket and he starts to cry a little bit because I mean his girlfriend's dead. No matter how fast he killed her and buried her, his girlfriend's dead, man. Yeah, if you take into account the first movie, I mean this dude has been through fucking hell. I mean, I would cry too. All his friends are dead. He's just stuck there. Can't get away. Exactly. It's freaky. The boarded up window breaks a bit and Ash goes up to it. We see Linda's hand come up from the grave and the headless body come out dancing uh, as her head rolls back to her body. And this is pretty fucking sweet. Joe, is this like claymation? This is stop motion animation. I mean, it's pretty fucking uh, decent one. They just use a model of a live dancer. Uh, so they just did frame by frame stop motion. Sam Raimi to cut it together, and it turned out to be some fucking Nightmare on Elm Street shit. Dude, it is so creepy. It is very creepy. Uh, At the end of her dance, she flies away into the darkness and then pops up right in the window and says, Dance with me! And grabs Ash. Pretty good jump scare. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is when Ash wakes up screaming in the rocking chair, and it was a dream. Perhaps. I don't know. I don't know anymore. That's the thing about this movie. Just so crazy. Like, I don't know what's real, what's not. Exactly. Because he wakes up, looks down in his lap, and her Linda's head is in his lap and bites his hand. Uh, he started, This <laughs> scene's actually pretty funny because he starts slamming her head around, like, everything, everywhere. <laughs> and it's, like, it's pretty great. I mean, it just goes on so so much yeah. longer than you used Dude, to. He slams it on literally everything he can fucking. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's so fuck. It's so great. Yeah. Um, he goes to the work shed. He goes out there and puts her head into a vice, and then uh, gets that gets her off of him. So when he's like struggling on the ground with them, he says the word "work shed," just like that's just the only thing he says during that fight scene. And uh, it's you know it's obviously like recorded afterwards because his lips don't move when he says it. But what he did is cameo for Escape LA. Kurt Russell told Bruce Campbell, say one thing, work shit. I don't know if he did, though. So that came right from uh, Kurt Russell. <laughs> no, it came afterwards, but oh. <laughs> I guess Kurt Russell just liked that line. Work shit. Go on, Joe, give it to us. Work shit. Nice. Nice. So yeah, he goes out there, puts her head in a vice. Uh, she says, you know, even now we have your darling Linda's soul. She suffers in torment. <laughs> and then Ash tells the demon, Joe, what does Ash tell that demon? You're going down. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, dog. Try some Ash, dude. <laughs> I'll do it my way. You know, let's see where it goes. All right, so do it. You're going down. You're going down. All right, well, Joe works (laughs) that out. Uh, He lifts the curtain, and there's no chainsaw there anymore. Is that because he used it in the first one? 
Uh, no, it's not. Chainsaw. Not <laughs> All of a sudden, the door bursts open and Linda's headless body comes in and the chainsaw, uh, she has the chainsaw and she's running after Ash. He blocks it with a crowbar and then it comes back um, on the body, cutting it, the top of it, like the top nub where her head would be. And this gets Ash all bloody. It's really cool. Pretty cool special effects. Um, she's running all over the garage uh, with a chainsaw in her. It looks Work shit. really fucking crazy. <laughs> it's awesome. And uh, it's, yeah, it's, they really get, like, it's disturbing. Like, they get really good disturbing stuff. Yeah. Um, he gets her body down and grabs the chainsaw himself, turns it on, <laughs> turns it on with his teeth. Is this where he turns it on with his teeth? Because there's like a time where he literally turns this chainsaw on with his teeth. That has to be the most impressive thing I've ever seen. Yeah, this is not that part, but I know what you mean. Uh, so he gets her body down, grabs a chainsaw, and then he cut. So he <laughs> he cuts her up, and then he goes to her head, and then he cuts that up. Yeah, it just shows like a shadow of her head being chopped in half with a chainsaw. And also in that very scene, you can see Freddy Krueger's glove up there above the door. That's sweet as fuck. I didn't see that. Yeah. Um, but this is also really cool because blood gets on the light bulb that's in there and it makes, it turns the whole room red. That's pretty cool. That's a cool con. Whoever came up with that is a cool guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is a cool guy. He's a cool guy. Next, we see Ash come out of the garage, and uh, he goes back into the cabin. Ash is walking through uh, with... This is where we get a lot of different shadows, different lights hitting him, and uh, it's just great. I don't know. like They just really got good... Uh, they just got really good uh, composition here. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say so. Uh, he finds a gun, and uh, the rocking chair begins to move now, it is the same gun from the first movie right no it's not this one's a double barrel first one was a single barrel but he had shells he had shells but it was a single yeah alright well the uh, chair begins to rock and then we hear moans Josh give me some moans <laughs> sexier <laughs> less sexy <laughs> Give me a moan <laughs> like bratty. give me a moan like you stubbed your toe, but it feels good. Uh, Thank you. Uh, Ash, <laughs> Ash puts his hand. He puts his hand by it to stop it, uh, but all of a sudden, make Ash gets lightheaded. He goes to the mirror and he sees himself. His self comes out and grabs himself. Himself comes out and grabs himself. It's been there. <laughs> <laughs> but this is right after saying I'm fine <laughs> yeah Ash is just like I'm fine I'm fine you know and, and then, then he comes out his reflection grabs him yeah Joe Joe, what does he say uh, he's like I don't think so you just cut up your girlfriend with a chainsaw you are not fine ooh like that Joe something like that yeah something along the uh, so he's being choked, and he's being choked, and then the camera zooms out, and it turns out he's choking himself. Been there too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That can turn that, deadly. That's some David Carradine shit right there, baby. Yeah. 
this is when we ha- we see that his hand turns that into we see that it has black veins and it starts attacking him. Now we did see the similar thing with Linda in the first movie when she is stabbed with that pencil in her mm-hmm. ankle. We see the black vein. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you guys notice Ash was covered in green sh- green shit? Like yeah, and they do do that later. Do-do. Yeah, they do it later, but not up yeah. until this point. So it's kind of weird. Um, this is when Ash screams. Joe, give it to us. Ah, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, Joe. He says, uh, you know, give it to us. <laughs> give me back my hand. Lovely. Uh, we see. <laughs> yeah. All right, so this is back. <laughs> this I don't know how I became the Bruce. I didn't did not sign up for this. Yeah, this is supposed to be Josh's job. No, you're the groovy in yeah, the intro. You're, the you're, you're Bruce. You're Bruce. It's only, I'm only the groovy in the intro because I had nothing else to do. But you, you, you guys but understand. You it. But you, you guys understand. But you nailed You've it. Got the chin. He doesn't have the chin. Listen, that's not fucking. I want some of the chin. I got the chin. I got smooth. You do not have a Bruce Campbell chin. Chin. I mean, no one. Uh, fuck. Who does, man? He's like the crimson chin. Yeah. I mean, he, I tried. A, yeah. I tried. I mean, Bruce Campbell walked into a wall with a full erection. He broke his chin. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah. And his dick broke the wall. Oh hell. Oh shit. Uh, so next we see we see Annie come up to a man, and that man is Jake, played by Dan Hicks, putting caution signs by the bridge. Mm. Uh, Dan Hicks, he had himself quite a little career after this. Um, he was in a lot of stuff. Uh, he was in Wishmaster. He he did show up in Spider Man Two, um, and he were he was he still worked up until uh, about two thousand eighteen. So he's out there working, bro. He was in Oz, Great and the Powerful as well. Sam Raimi movie. Uh, oh. Uh, so, yeah, we see the, they see that the bridge is fucked up. Um, we then see the, a woman say, uh, sure ain't no road. True. <laughs> she did say that. And uh, that, <laughs> that person is Bobby Joe. Uh, Joe, you ever consider going by that name? I don't really have a reason to since my name's not Bobby. Robert. Alrighty. So Bobby Joe is played by Cassie Wesley, and this is the first movie of Cassie Wesley's career. And afterwards, she was on such regarded things, such as Baywatch. She deserved it. She was on Baywatch? She was on Baywatch. Uh, no way. She was Crystal Harris on Baywatch. I mean, the Thanks for Waiting podcast has watched a lot of Baywatch. We do watch Baywatch. We're not ashamed about it. It's a good show. Check it out. The David Hasselhoff one. I, we can't say anything for the other one. Yeah. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, Bobby Joe, she even spits here. And uh, I guess she's fucking Jake. I mean, like, she's, like, way out of this dude's league. But <laughs> I know. I yeah. kept going back and forth. I was like, is that her dad? They kiss. Or is that her boyfriend? And, and again, is that her dad? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, really? yeah they, they are very Southern. Uh, this movie, I don't think Joe said, but not filmed in Tennessee. This is filmed in North Carolina. I think you'll find I mentioned that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said I'm not sure if you mentioned Wadesboro, North Carolina. Then the interior of the cabin was actually 
shot in a gymnasium, a junior high school gymnasium. Ooh. They did most of the shoot in that school. Pretty cool. Yeah, and I think they had their offices set up in a school as well. Yep. Pretty cool. Like the special effects team was just like taking over the science lab. Neat. Very neat. Uh, so Annie, so they ask like what the, what Annie's up there to do. Annie says it's none of your business. And, uh, you know, that's when, uh, Jake and Bobby Joe, they say that they know a trail to the cabin, but they got to pay them a hundred bucks to do it. That's what you do the rich folks who pass through. Exactly. Take advantage of them. Uh, back with Ash, we see that he's dealing with his hand. <laughs> he's running it underwater, and he then this is where his hand, his hand just grabs a bunch of plates and starts smashing them all like on his head. As uh... yeah, apparently this fight scene with Ash in his hand was completely improvised, and they just had one take. And yeah, this is like Bruce Campbell acting his ass off. It Bruce was Campbell's brilliant, so good. Yeah, he yeah. even does like the flip yeah, and stuff. Fl- like, Ugh. yeah, like this is all Bruce Campbell, and, and he just he just takes punishment. He doesn't give a damn. What did this inspire the movie The Hand? Like, you have to like The Hand. You ever seen, seen that? that movie? I know this was inspired off of uh, one of Scott Spiegel's short films, Attack of the Helping Hand, which was the hamburger helper hand attacking a woman. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah crazy <laughs> yeah so that's fun uh so yeah so his hand's kicking ash's ass ash is knocked out and it the hand is like trying to cr- crawl like ash's whole body over to this cleaver on the ground <laughs> which is pretty funny yeah and uh we get a cool v- pov shot of the hand we get to be the hand for a second wish we could be the hand more so do many I wouldn't want to be my hand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, <laughs> just as it gets there, Ash stabs it with a knife. Uh, and then he starts the chainsaw with his fucking mouth. This is when it happens, which is impossible. Yeah, but gotta, Ash can do it. You gotta prime it. You gotta. Yeah, dude, to start a chainsaw, like a gas powered chainsaw. Have you ever tried to start a lawnmower? With your mouth? Yeah. <laughs> I have a chainsaw. We could always try that out with the like see if the mouth thing works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll I don't want to so. risk my teeth. What if your like teeth get oh, pulled out? You we can uh, wear mouth guards. Oh, it'll be fine. Mouth you can't get a good grip with a mouth guard. Yeah, they still look on the grip. You gotta mold it. You gotta like mold a rag it. on it. Put a rag I'm not gonna on bite it. a rag. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure out a way. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, he cuts, so Ash cuts his own hand off and blood shoots all over him. You know, can this man get more covered in blood? You bet. Uh, We see Annie and the gang making their way through the woods. Jake's carrying a huge box. He had to carry her stuff. He thought it was some little shit, but it is a huge ass fucking load, bro. It's a huge load, Josh, (laughs) which is a giant load. Yeah. Back with Ash, we see that he's putting his uh, hand in a bucket, and then he ties up his nub. Yep. Uh, he gets his, <laughs> his hand gets out of the bucket, and his hand is on the loose. Act. Uh, Ash grabs uh, grabs the gun, and he goes to shoot it, but it gets away. Uh, we get some cool taunting here, as uh, the hand's kind of taunting him as he reloads, and then it gets caught in a mouse trap, making Ash laugh out loud, which is pretty funny. And then this is when the hand flips him off. Yeah, classic. 
severed hand flipping you off. Classic. Uh, he shoots. Uh, he shoots the wall, and it looks like he. Uh, he looks like he got it. And uh, Joe, this is where he says. Uh, where he says, "Gotcha, didn't I? You little sucker." <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> got you, little sucker. You little sucker. Uh, then he gets uh, hit with a massive stream of blood as the walls are bleeding, and then uh, we get the uh, what a reverse shot of it as it all goes away. I don't know, but for for a second, uh, in this shot, we're just he just gets pounded by blood. Uh, he was laying on a board horizontally, and it was one of those shots where you turn the camera ninety degrees, so it looks like he's standing straight up. But then they just dumped like five gallons of blood right on his face. <laughs> nice. And you can tell it's a law. It's a big stream. It's a, <laughs> it's a strong stream. Yeah. And it, <laughs> it absolutely is, Joe. Yeah. And I guess Bruce Campbell is blowing blood out of his nose for like two weeks after that. Or fake blood, you know. Yeah, we'll see Jake has to deal with the same thing here in a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, so after it all goes away, it, cause it like reverses out of the room. It's like, it's like a reverse shot is what it is. Yeah. Um, so it all goes out of the, out of the room and we get, uh, one of the most disturbing things in the entire franchise happens right here that haunted me as a child. Ash, he's like discombobulated as fuck. He looks up and he sees the mounted deer head on the wall. <laughs> And all of a sudden, it turns into a demon with those fucking white-ass eyes, and it's like bending its neck in a way that deers can't bend their neck. And it just starts laughing at him. Because he goes to sit in a chair, and it breaks. This has got to be one of the most... Definitely one of the most iconic scenes in this film. Yeah, I mean, this scene's just like... I feel like this scene's like 10 out of 10 amazing. It's just so good. Uh, everything in the room just starts like acting haunted and moving and laughing at him and yeah. it kind of turns him hysterical yeah because he just starts laughing with everything love it when he uh, the lamp's like going up and down and yeah. he's like going with the lamp yes. yeah and uh, then he stops and the lamp stops apparently that was inspired by when Sam and Scott were writing this movie and Sam like made a joke and like moved a lamp and laughed like uh, Popeye <laughs> and he just thought that was like pretty fucking funny. <laughs> Somehow that evolved into this scene. And if you see the uh, couch cushions moving in the background, that's actually the actress that plays Bobby Joe. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. They just had like crew members just like moving books and stuff. Like, yeah. They just, just did whatever they could. It's just so good. I mean, it's iconic in horror. I, I, I would assume like most, most like horror enthusiasts know this scene, know it well. Mm hmm. So every, after everything in the room is uh, laughing at him, uh, we get a knock at the door and everything stops as Ash takes a shot at it. He opens the door and he gets tackled by Jake and they knock him out. Jake beats the shit out of Ash in this movie, dog. Yeah. <laughs> and in real life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I guess Jake like double hand, like just like smashes Ash in the face and that actually knocks Bruce Campbell's front tooth like loose or something. Yeah, it knocked him loose. Knocked but, him loose. But that's they did multiple takes, but that was the take that actually made it in the movie. He like just was like, he was like an inch or two too close to Bruce Campbell and actually like smacked him right in the mouth. I Damn. think that's like what you want. If you do get injured in a in a scene, you want that to be the scene that they take. Yeah. It's like I didn't get injured for nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. 
so after that, Annie discovers that her parents aren't there, and she thinks that Ash, I mean, of course she does, I mean, based on what they're seeing here. <laughs> yeah. she thinks like a bloody man with no hand. Exactly. Parents nowhere in sight, like Ash yeah. murdered the hell out of him. Chainsaw, just like covered in blood. Uh, Jake goes to throw Ash in the basement, and uh, they kick him down the stairs. This is, this is the shot where his stunt double does it. Uh, this isn't Bruce Campbell. One of the rare non-Bruce Campbell stunts in this movie. Uh, so Annie's folks aren't there. And this is where Annie plays the tape once more. Joshua, take it away. All right. I have to roll on my script's a little weird for this one. All right. All right. All right. All right. Shh, listen up. This is my father's voice. This is what it sounds like, guys. And now I fear that my wife has become host to a Kandarian demon. May God forgive me for what I have unleashed unto this earth. Last night, Henrietta tried to kill me. It's now October 1st, 4.33 p.m. Henrietta is dead. I could not bring myself to dismember her corpse, but I dragged her down the steps, and I buried her. I buried her in the cellar. Wow. Who would ever admit to murdering on tape? Celebrities. And what person's name, <laughs> what person's name is Henrietta? I think is the better question here. Who's going to name their child? How are you going to look a baby in the eyes and say your name's Harrietta? It's like, you know, I really like the name Harry for a guy. I just wish there was like a Harry for a girl. Wouldn't it be Harriet? Henrietta. 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 I really like the name Henry for a guy. just wish there was a Henry <laughs> girl. Yeah. Henrietta. Hen. Henrietta's the name of that. Uh, the was the Hoboken chicken, the giant wow. chicken. Yeah, in that, yeah, yeah. So as as Ash, <laughs> Hen, Henrietta bursts out of the cellar ground, making Ash scream, just like you know, get me the fuck out of here! Oh my God! Uh, they get Ash out just in time as she pops out of the cellar door, and we get that creepy ass look of one of those fucking Kandarian demons in the basement door. Oh yeah, not as creepy. But had to have it. Exactly. Good. Uh, Ash closed the door on her head, uh, shooting her eye, her eyeball right into Bobby Joe's mouth. Pop. This was a ping pong ball that they painted. And they, uh, they shot the scene in reverse where Bobby Joe has an eyeball in her mouth. So yeah. She had to like get the eyeball pulled out of her mouth and then act like it was coming towards her. Uh, I thought it was good. And the demon, like the demon head that they chose for Henrietta is like one of the creepiest things I've ever seen. So Henrietta without like the fake demon head, without like the monkey demon head, is uh, played by Ted Raimi. Uh, and he wore a full body latex suit. And he just had a hell of a time in this movie. Because it was hot. There, North Carolina was experiencing a heat wave. And he had to wear a full body latex suit. <clears throat> And just like just sweating that thing and just let the sweat pile up. So it was literally hell for him. But that's Sam Raimi's little bro. So 
Yeah, Sammy was like, he could take some more. Yeah. I think we can all say from experience, we do not like being in hot weather while wearing latex. (laughs) (laughs) No, not all the time. (laughs) Catch me in a burning man. All latex. (laughs) All latex. I'm allergic to latex, actually. Really? But it's just his excuse. <laughs> <laughs> Don't believe it. <laughs> uh, so the, we see now that the force is coming again. Ash tells them about, Ash tells them about, you know, there's something out there, man. Uh, he says it lives in the dark, out in the woods. Something's come back from the dead. Pretty badass. Uh, the cellar demon starts to sing Mockingbird, and she's turned into Annie's mother, man. You know, you hate when car, de- car uh, you hate when these bitches do it. Yeah. And I mean, you, uh, Ash knows better. We know better. It's kind of fucked up. That, like, no one else might think that might be something different. Yeah, Annie just, like, automatically wants to do it, but Ash stops her. Uh, and this is where she's like telling Annie information that only her mom would know. Um, you know, Annie, and she tells her that Annie was born in on September second, my <laughs> birthday. It's Brandon's birthday, not Annie's. Mine. It's mine. Mine. Share a birthday with Annie? Nope. No, it's mine. She shares a birthday with Brandon. Yes. <laughs> and she was born thirty years before me. Cool. Annie's <laughs> Annie's boyfriend, Ed, uh, he's turned into a demon somehow. I don't even think he got bit or anything. I think he's just like tired. He's just like taking a nap <laughs> on the couch. The it's so just easy got for him. these demons. Yeah. Um, he starts floating around the room saying that uh, he wants their life dead by dawn. That, yeah, Henrietta starts saying dead by dawn too. Dead by Dawn. <laughs> that was, you know, Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn was the advertising name for this movie. Dead by Dawn. Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn. I, I feel like that's like the second du- From Dusk Till Dawn movie. Dead by Dawn? Yeah, something used that. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, so it, it flies, he flies over to Billy Joe and he starts, like, he takes a big chunk out of her hair, starts eating it. And nice. he, uh, he also hits Jake here. Ash grabs an axe and messes this boy up. And this is where we get that green blood going on. Yeah. I mean, this is my second favorite Kandarian demon, though. Uh, it's pretty gnarly. This dude's design with, like, the open mouth and, like, the three Te- rows of teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This it was, it was cool. a good one. But yeah, green blood. Did, did they go with the green blood out of... Like necessity or just to make kind of cool? Like, was it like a. They thought it would to, get him a less rating to do green okay, blood instead of red blood. And then, like, after like making the movie, they're like, we can't. If this was rated R, it would be 60 minutes long. So it's like nothing they could do would make this movie rated R. It just wasn't going to happen. Yeah. But yeah, that's why they did the green blood. And also, I feel like Sam Raimi was probably a little shy to pull the trigger on the on the crazy intense gore because he was like, as we said in the first mm. episode, he was taken to court in England before <laughs> the first movie. Yeah, so he was probably a little skittish on stuff like that. Yeah, that was like kind of the out for a lot of video games back in the 
nineties and shit. They were like like some zombie games and stuff where like they were like, mm, you can't no, this can't be played here. So they edited the video games so that like the zombies' blood was green and stuff and Same could be applied here. Yeah. Well like House of the Dead and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so this is where Jake says that there's a trail that they came on in the woods and uh, there isn't no trail in there anymore. Ain't no trail. There ain't no <laughs> trail there, no more's there because the woods swallowed it up. We see Annie look at the clock. This is the first time we really get a good shot of the clock in this movie. Mm-hmm. Wasn't uh, there some like blood splatter on the clock earlier? There, there was. And we see it. This is basically the first time that we're focused on the clock in this movie. And the clock stops. Is this, is, it's not the same time. It's like actually like yeah, an, no, it's in, a different it's time. an inverse of the time. But <gasps> the it's, time. Like, it's like 1130. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, it's very quiet, and the silence is shattered by loud bangs and blood on the clock, just like Joe was saying. Uh, This is where we get uh, some crazy editing, as we hear noises literally everywhere, all around the cabin. Uh, Ash says that, uh, Joe, what does Ash say here? Said, um, maybe it's something trying to force itself into our world. Wow, that was good. Thanks. That was real good. I know. I know. Uh, I, <laughs> I probably, you know, probably still go to Josh, but cool. Nope, you're no. our Ash. A door <laughs> breaks open with giant booms. Ash and Annie go to check it out. Uh, seems, uh, seems quiet in there, but then Jake and Bobby Joe bust in, you know, giving us a little spook. Yeah. I thought Jake and Bobby Joe were just going to chill. No, they came in and they're Bob, they're pretty scared. They needed to see for themselves. Like they came in, they're like, "See, there ain't nobody there, no bear there." <laughs> pretty good, Jake. Thank you. Uh, the house begins to shake, and uh, we get a translucent ghost that appears, screaming. And it's like, uh, I think Ash here says, oh, "Holy mother of mercy!" Is it Ash or is it Jake? It's one of those <laughs> motherfuckers. I don't um, remember. It is Annie's father. And Annie's father is about to speak it to us right here, right now. Give it to us, Annie's father. There is a dark spirit here that wants to destroy you. Your salvation lies there in the pages of the book. Recite the passages. <laughs> Dispel the evil. Save my soul and your own life. Fade it out. Yeah, that was good. That was your best reading you've ever done. That was good. Fuck yeah. That was better than Jack Frost. (laughs) Let's not get crazy. Check it out. Come on, man. Yeah, (laughs) thanks for waiting. Uh, So Bobby Joe tells Jake, uh, you know, Bobby Joe's like, you're holding my hand too tight. Baby, I ain't holding your hand. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I'm not holding your hand. And it's Ash's hand from earlier. He never killed that motherfucker. Uh, this is where they drop a lantern, making the room go dark. And then when it gets relit, Bobby Joe is gone. Gone. Uh, she's, we see, next see her. She's running through the woods. I don't know why she made this decision, but she did it. <laughs> 
I mean, sometimes you just gotta flee. But yeah, we'll see how that works out for her. I mean, she didn't flee after swallowing an eyeball. But that's this, true. This is what gets. I would have thrown up. By the way, severed. Oh hand. yeah, that's gross. I can't believe a demon she, eyeball too. Like it wasn't yeah, even. She like, was like, <laughs> so, yeah, that was right in there. That was in there, dog. That was in there. Uh, this is when the trees come alive and wrap her up in vines, cutting her clothes. We know where this is going. <laughs> I mean, I thought so. Yeah, I thought so too. But it, it doesn't go there. Yeah, another confirmation that Sam Raimi does regret what, yeah. he did, what he did in that first movie. They toned as it shocking down. as it is, though. I mean, it was good for shock value. Yeah. Value. yeah. Um, so it drags her through the woods into into a tree, but uh, you know, we hit a transition with Ash and the gang breaking open the demon pages as she's getting dragged through the woods. Dude, she's getting dragged, bro. Like, yeah. she's getting like fucked up, man. Like that, I don't know who they got to do this fucking scene through the woods, but it's quick. I mean, she was just laying on a carpet and then just kind of dropped the carpet. Oh man, it looks like it looks like pretty intense. Yeah. So, obviously, Jake wants to go out and find her because he's never going to find another girl that hot or a sister that hot. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I kind of understood. Exactly. I mean, shit. Like, Jake's like, she's all I got, brother. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, Ash says, fuck that, but he respects, his, he respects the play dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ash has a shiver, and he says that it felt like somebody just walked over his grave. I kind of want to start using that. Oh, yeah. Like every time you get a little shiver and someone's like, oh, what happened? You could just be like, I just felt like somebody walked over my grave. Yeah. But because like, what if that was a thing? Like, what if like, you know how like time's kind of congruent and everything's already happened? Yeah, of course. Of course I know about that. So like, what about in the future? Somebody like is walking over your grave and like you feel it now. Yeah, dude, for sure. What the fuck? What the fuck? I mean, yeah, man. I I don't think him saying that really has anything to do with anything. Does it? Did you guys like catch like what, what like that even like had to do with anything? Or yeah, just I just a cool thing I feel to like say. I, did. I thought it was a, just a cool line, honestly. I, I feel I felt like it had something to do with something. Like, with, like the the next thing coming up. Yeah, just like what they're looking at. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Well, they look at the pages and they see <laughs> that there's a picture of somebody that looks exactly like Ash. <laughs> and like Ash is like, who's that guy? <laughs> and he's like wearing like a blue button up. He's wearing like jeans and a button up and holding a chainsaw. <laughs> yeah, who the fuck's that guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Annie says that that is uh, 1300, uh, 13, that's 1300 AD. And they call that man the hero from the sky. He destroyed the evil. Weird. Wonder who that could be. Mm-mm. Blue jeans and a chainsaw. Um, now that is canon in Evil Dead 2. Yeah. So like, I just wonder, like, I mean, how that is addressed in Ash vs. Evil Dead. If at in all. In Ash vs. Evil Dead, everything happened. They just don't mention Evil Dead 3. Army of Darkness. So it did happen. Yeah, everything happened. It's all there. I mean, they don't. They just don't like acknowledge Army of Darkness at all. They do flashbacks for Evil Dead. They do flashbacks for Evil Dead too. But but do they just kind of like leave Army of Darkness out of there? Yeah, it's just you know, it's whatever. Because it's a prequel anyway. No, no one asked about it. Yeah, <laughs> he came back. Maybe, maybe. Who knows? 
We'll cover Appar- it. Apparently you did. We'll cover it next week. Fangs for waiting. Uh, so after that, uh, we see that Annie, uh, she finds two passages that could help. Um, the first passage will make the dark spirit manifest itself in the flesh, and the second passage creates a kind of rift in time and space, and the physical manifestation of this dark spirit can be forced back into the rift. Now, if only they had this during Drag Me to Hell, am I right? <laughs> yeah. Am I right? Mm, uh, uh. I don't know. <laughs> Which, I mean, they do kind of do a version of this in, in Drag Me to Hell. But the portal is only to hell in Drag Me to Hell. Well, you're sending, yeah, you sent, you like, open yeah, the portal. Okay. You send it back to hell. Exactly. And through the rift. Um, so this is when Ash tells Jake, like, Jake still wants to go looking for a fucking, he pulls a gun on him. And Jake says, I'm in charge now. Look at me. Look at me. Yeah. I'm the captain. <laughs> yeah. I am the captain. And like, honestly, I didn't hate Jake for this. I was like, this dude has a good reason to go out and look for like the one person he came here with. His sister slash girlfriend slash mom? No. <laughs> yeah, maybe not mom. Um, it's possible. Uh, so she says, so they're going to look for Bobby Joe. He pulls a gun on him. He's making him go out. Ash says that she's dead, man. Um, but with the pages, they have a chance. And Jake throws the pages in the basement. I thought for sure he was going to throw them in the fireplace. Right. He walked right by the fireplace. Yeah, it did look yeah, like yeah. that. And I was yeah. like, oh, phew. I mean, at least he yeah. had like the sense of mind. Yeah, I was thinking about it. I thought like real hard on this scene, maybe too hard. I was like, why didn't you just throw it in there? And I was thinking like, well, shit, it's like, if he threw it in there, they would have acted so rashly. They wouldn't have followed his lead. They would have jumped at him. He would have been forced to shoot him, and then he would have been alone. I, I, could, go with, I could go with the fact that Jake was too stupid and just didn't realize the fire, fire was there. bad. Yeah. I feel like he was too smart, and he was like, you know, here's my chance. I, got, I could either, either destroy these things, these things forever or keep them as a backup plan. Yeah. I, think, I thought he kept them as a backup plan. Rednecks are smart, man. Well, nevertheless, uh, they go out looking for Bobby Joe. They see the trees moving around them as they go. Uh, We see the force coming, and Jake just keeps kicking Ash's ass, bro. Like, he kicks Ash's ass like six times during this. Yeah, he does. It just just ain't right. I mean, Ash, you know, he kicks demons' ass. He doesn't kick hillbilly ass. True. Uh, so as you know, Jake's like Bobby Joe, Bobby Joe, Bobby Joe, Bobby Joe. <laughs> uh, Ash pops up as the demon uh, gets to Jake, and the demon throws <coughs> Jake into a tree. And that looked like it killed him. Not gonna lie. Uh, Annie rushes back to the cabinet, the cabin, and the demon says, "Join us." And tries to tries to get in. Annie finds the like a scepter. Okay, this isn't the same skull sword from the first one. It's like a skull sword, but like there's no sword. It's like just the spine. It's a nasty serrated thing. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's like supposed to be the same sword, but it's not the same sword. Just like how the book just, is supposed to be burnt in mm-hmm. the fire in Evil Dead One. Yet here it is in Evil Dead Two. So who the fuck knows? I don't know. So we're going to suspend that disbelief, and we're going to keep going here. We're going to call it a scepter. You guys cool with that? Uh, Is it accurate, Josh? 
I wouldn't call it's a little short to be a scepter. It's longer than you think. <laughs> it's longer than you think is Brandon's lifelong motto. <laughs> yeah, it's gotten me through many a day. <laughs> the bone sword is longer than we think. <laughs> yeah, I swear. Just give it some time. It's cold. Call it a dagger. Call it a day. Uh, so she walks around the house till she sees one of the doorknobs moving. The door opens up and she stabs it right through Jake. Shit. Ash, I feel like we failed to mention that Ash is a demon right now. <laughs> <laughs> that happened a while ago. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, Ash that gets repossessed. It's actually kind of cool, though, because like, you saw like the demon force like coming towards Jake when he was yelling Bobby Joe. And it was just one of those things where it built up your expectation, where it's just like, oh shit, the deep, the force is going to get Jake, it's going to fuck him up crazy, and then it doesn't, and then you're just like, oh, I guess nothing happened, and then Ash pops up as a demon. Well, that gets <laughs> pretty, like, does it just, can it possess people at will? Yeah. Or is it just because that it, he, like, has the hand thing? Yeah, he was bit, and then, right, I, he also got bit in the foot after he cut his hand off. But, I mean, it does possess people at will, doesn't it? It did possess Ed without any cuts uh, or anything. Like, I wondered, mm-hmm. like, I mean, there was a crack when it grabbed and his it face. And it did possess Ash earlier in the movie when he fell in the puddle. Mm-hmm. So, there, so Ash is susceptible to it already, I guess. Maybe it just wants the strongest hosts first. I mean, Ash is probably the strongest yeah. host around this bitch. Um, so, yeah. Desires Ash, Ash. And he's, like, scared as fuck because Ash is a demon and he's, like, stalking her pretty much. Yeah, at this point, Andy's fucked. Like beyond um, all hope. So Annie stabs Jake right in his fucking body, and this is where at Demon Ash pops up and grabs her. But Jake's blocking the door from closing it, so she uh, she pulls him away in time. Um, Jake is still alive, and she pulls him through the house. Now she did this take like eighteen fucking times on and- an injured knee because she's a dancer. So she injured her knee, and then she had to do this take. Yeah, and like, he's a, a two hundred pound man. Yeah, yeah. So that sucks for her. 200 pounds confirmed. He says that in an interview. Sure. <laughs> yeah, two, straight 200. Um, but yeah, so that was a grueling scene for her, but she did really good. And she acts really good in this scene. Like the way she like just like yells in his ear, shut the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Felt real. Yeah. Um, so as she's dragging him, she drags him into another room and she grabs an axe. Uh, her demon mom bursts from the basement, pulls Jake in there. And then as she pulls him in there head first and he's halfway in there and then blood just starts gushing out oh, of the yeah. fucking basement all over Annie. It's so fucking sweet. That's insane. It's one of the best scenes in the movie. Uh, it, right next to the Bruce Campbell getting drenched in blood with all the laughing right before all the laughing things. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, this scene, uh, what's the actor's name? He plays Jake. Well, he almost fucking died in this scene or so he says because like when he the first take he got pulled into the basement and the uh the blood tube sort of got caught so when the blood came out it just went straight up his nose and uh daniel hicks was just like oh fuck dude i almost died like i was you know i couldn't even breathe for a second and then they had to do the take again (laughs) (laughs) sam raimi said yeah i feel like sam raimi just does that shit on purpose though (laughs) it was it's it it's close to the best scene in the movie. I feel like there's two scenes that go up before this, though. Um, for me, like it's definitely the scene where they're all laughing, and then the scene later where Ash is gearing up. Mm-hmm. What about the scene coming up with Henrietta like floating, 
or I mean, the, we saw that in the first one. Or the giant head and shit. The giant head is pretty fucking awesome. We'll get to that. Uh, so yeah, so we see the so Jake's dead is all hell. I mean, I don't even know what the hell that demon did to him, but <laughs> yeah, just lawn mowed him, <laughs> lawn mowed him. Uh, so Demon Ash is in the house and throws Annie against a wall, and then he sees the necklace on the ground. And it's, when you see the necklace, it's shaped like a skull. Like in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing this necklace brings Ash back from the, the grips of the Kandarian demon. Mm-hmm. Um, Annie's trying to kill him, though, and Ash stops her. Like, I mean, rightfully so, you know? Yeah. So this is like, you know, this is just like the only scene I really have issues with in the Evil Dead story. What? It's just like that he can come back from being a Kandarian demon into like full Ash self. Like, of, of course, I would think he's just a fake Ash and try to kill him like Annie does. But he stays that way. And, you know, I mean, I guess we can talk about this more in, you know, a later episode. What you mean? Are you so? So you have. You don't like the fact that he can be possessed and then not be possessed. I mean, he's been possessed and not possessed like already before. So this is the second time it's happened. So I'm I'm buying it. I feel like it's just he has just really high willpower. Sure, but I right, mean, I it's mean. just like you know, like in, in like a bonus episode or something. Maybe we'll talk a little bit more about that. Okay, maybe we will. Hmm. Uh, so Ash is okay though and they need the pages in the cellar and uh, they need to carve themselves up a witch oh shit yeah, I guess she's a witch now I like I like the, the name they gave her though I like witch you know yeah, yeah I mean the yeah. witch in the cellar is uh, pretty spooky yeah you know I like how she still has one eye yes we go to the garage and they make a chainsaw extension for Ash's nub. He gets a nice little uh, sawed-off shotgun with his... He, like, does it with his fucking chainsaw hand. It's so fucking badass. And then we get the line. Joe, motherfucker. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Groovy. So we get that, and it's the first time we see Ash with the chainsaw hand. <sighs> that was so hand. bad, dude. Do it again, you fuck. Okay. Um, didn't expect that. <laughs> <laughs> Do it again, motherfucker. Uh, I wish someone could just ask nicely, but Josh, I guess... Josh, nicely. I can't. Joe, would you please mind just running that over one more time? Just, uh, first one was great. We just want to have, uh, just for, just, this one's just for fun. Motherfucker. <laughs> Fuck you, Josh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Groovy. Oh my god. Alright, just go on, dude. Groovy. Thank you, Josh. That's what dude, we're Why isn't Josh for. doing these? Like, because you did it in the intro. Yeah, but it's stupid. Like I just did it because you guys told me to do it. Oh, hey, my whatever, god. whatever, whatever. Dude, whatever. Whatever, whatever dude. dude. Alright, so this is the first time we see Ash with the chainsaw hand. Groovy. Which is <laughs> Which is kind of like his thing throughout the <laughs> Evil Dead series is he has a chainsaw hand. Uh, so that's exciting. Almost an hour in, in, over an hour into the second movie with about 15 minutes left of the movie. But we see him with the chainsaw hand. We, we have him like pull the hand, pull the 
on the chainsaw on mm-hmm. pull the lever yeah he has like a little thing on his vest that he can put the uh switch in and use it to pull yeah and uh you get the smoke you get that classic chainsaw gas smoke which was actually sam raimi with a tube attached to Bruce Campbell's chainsaw, and he's blowing cigarette smoke through it. <laughs> Those yeah. tobacco smoke. And this scene is just so badass, dog. When he's when he fucking cuts that uh, that fucking shotgun into a into a sawed off shotgun, so cool. Oh, and then yeah. he just like he flips, just knees he, it, he elbows it. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. And then he just like then he just like flips the gun back into his like holster on his back. It's so fucking <laughs> the sweet. Sound they give it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and then he right. hits us with the. Groovy. <laughs> Groovy. You sound like a someone's Asian uncle trying to pass his like very I've been here a while. All right. Well, Groovy. It's, it's fine. I mean, if you want some more Bruce Campbell, go to Josh, man. You, you asked me to impersonate the most, one of the most famous voices of all time. You already did. And you did a good job, kid. And you did a good job, kid. Hey, we'll just, we're we're hard on you because we because we love you. We love uh, you. I love you guys too. I love you, listeners. Thanks for waiting. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, we see the trees moving outside. Uh, this is when we go. I think it's cool that they have kind of this objective, though. Like they're like, we got to go into the cellar to get the fucking pay. Like this is just a cool setup, cool payoff. Yeah, it's like it's important. It's good. Uh, they see the trees moving outside. They uh, go into the cellar. Ash goes down there by himself. He starts to hear groans. Josh, give us some groans. Excuse me. Uh. <laughs> uh, he opens the door down in the cellar and he goes through it. Uh, we f- and there's like there's a big ass cellar, dude. Like there's tons of fucking pipes and dripping and everything. He f- he finds a curtain even. Ew. A, a <laughs> no. curtain. A curtain. Uh, there's nothing behind it, but then a bloody skeleton pops out, and this is where Ash finds a couple more pages of the book. Just See, a r- random... Is that is that Jake's skeleton? It's gotta be. But uh, isn't it weird? Do you think when Jake was down there getting lawnmowered, he like grabbed the pages of the book somehow? Because he just tosses them down there. You know, They yeah. should just be like floating around on the stairs or something, but Ash like walks... They're like three just, minutes in through the cellar to find some pages. Well, maybe Henry. Well, Henry was down there, so maybe she was saw him and grabbed that shit. Started mm-hmm. kicking him around like, yeah, <laughs> bitch. Yeah. I'm so devious. Right, right. There's some rats in the cellar, and one of them is nicknamed Senor Cajones. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's interesting. <laughs> Senor Cajones. Yep, Cajones means Cajon- balls. Yeah. Ca- ca- I know it does. Thank you. Both of you. You just said it weird. I just didn't know if you knew like what I was saying. You don't think I know what cojones is? You know, maybe some of the listeners don't know. Um, (laughs) Listeners, cojones means testicles. Yeah. Do you know that, Brent? I am just now learning that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, As he's backing out, uh, he throws the pages up to Annie, and this is when the witch comes and grabs Ash's feet through the stairs. And this is when Annie starts to read the scriptures. Uh, the witch pops out and grabs Annie, spinning in the air. Mm. They love spinning in the air, these demons. Yeah, and that do. scene you can see like the ass rip in the latex costume of Henrietta. Really? Yeah, I guess like Henry or 
I guess like Ted Raimi fell over once and like his whole costume just split in half like so they had to super glue it back together yeah i mean that's like what eight hours worth of makeup you can't just do it again it's a lot of work uh so ash comes out and he takes on the witch uh her next her neck tur- she turns into like a long neck demon mm-hmm. and comes at him making like like it almost sounded like chimpanzee sounds <laughs> it's definitely monkey noises monkey there's some monkey business going on in this monkey cabin yeah this this head is i just like to refer to it as the monkey head because it just makes monkey noises yeah it's really spooky it's pretty crazy stop motion uh and this is when annie starts to sing hush little baby and josh is gonna sing that for us right now oh do i have to josh we know you want to Christ. all right you need the script to sing Hush Little Baby? Uh, you know, it's a good... Uh, all right. Hush, little baby. Like an old lady? <laughs> you know, or like... <laughs> <laughs> like how Annie would do it. Yeah, it's Annie saying all right, all right, yeah, that's right. Hush, little baby. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, that, that's exactly how she's saying. Yeah, now you got to slap Joe. <laughs> yeah, that was the sound. You're, you're just like your father. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> so uh, this when uh, <laughs> uh, Ash chainsaws her a monkey ass dog. He chainsaws her. her head is on the ground, and it's like I'll swallow your soul. I'll swallow your soul. And then uh, this is when Ash goes, uh, Joseph? Where's he go? Joseph, Ash goes. Where are we right now? You say it all the time. Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Swallow this. There you go. There you go. Redemption arc. Yeah. And then he blows her head up. (laughs) (laughs) Swallow this. Pew, pew, pew. Good effects. Thanks. Uh, we got to keep the production quality of this podcast up yeah. to snuff. <laughs> yeah. uh, Annie's crying and, uh, you know, she's hugging Ash. They have a pretty tender moment. And this is when all the trees that have been coming to the cabin start slamming. The trees have faces and they're just, they're just fucking demon trees. Fucking demon trees. Fucking de- demon trees. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, they're slamming the cabin like crazy. Annie has to finish the passage uh, to open the riff. Uh, we see it in the flesh. And it's this giant demon face. And it's pretty awesome because Ash looks at it and like half of his, ha- like, half of his hair goes gray. Yeah, he's like, yeah. don't look at it. Yeah, but half of his hair goes gray. And this, was, this demon was affectionately known on set as the rotten apple head demon. And after production, they couldn't take it back to Hollywood with them because it was just too fucking big and cumbersome. <laughs> so they just left it there and no one knew its whereabouts until one day someone found it at a haunted house outside of Waynesboro. Waynesboro. So it's just kind of floating around out there. Sick. I'm sure someone's bought it by now, but it was like just floating around a haunted house. That's pretty cool. Uh, so we see in the flesh, uh, Ash's hair turns gray. This is when Annie gets stabbed in the back with the scepter. 
and she has bad cojones. <laughs> yeah, <has> bad cojones. <laughs> there you go. And, <laughs> and uh, so the tree grabs Ash, and Annie's still alive, baby. She finishes the passage, opening the portal. Ash's chainsaw. He uses it to fucking get it right, get the demon right in the eye, and we see Ash's car get sucked up as well into the portal. Um, and this is when the demon head also gets sucked up. Um, Ash tells her that she did it, and the door bursts open, and the portal sucking in everything. <laughs> yeah, it's a Body lot of guy. suck power. Yeah, suck fest over here. Uh, Ash gets sucked into the portal, uh, and then his car and him get dropped into the desert. And this is when we see knights and a bunch of medieval, like a medieval army, and they go to kill Ash for being a deadite. This is the first time mm. we're hearing this word in the series. They call it a deadite. Um, and then when they see a demon flying through the air, Ash stands up super badass and shoots it <laughs> in the head, blowing it up, all cool. And this is where they all hail the man who comes from the sky. And then he lets out one good Darth Vader. Joe? Uh, why, why didn't Josh do this one? You guys really made me feel like piece of shit <laughs> last time. So. Right, he's not going to do a shitty impression, Josh. Just do it. No. 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 Hail. 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 And then it ends, baby. It ends. It ends just like that. Setting up the next movie, Army of Darkness, coming at you next fucking Monday. Not this coming one, but the next one after that. Well, I guess the next one. But yeah, setting up the next movie, Army of Darkness, perfectly. For thanks for waiting to cover that as well. But yeah, that was Army of Darkness 1987. Pretty fucking thwit. Mm, sweetie fucking prit. Joe, do you have any facts you want to throw at our D's real fast? Uh, nope. Uh, we all love this movie. Army of, or Army of Darkness is the third best Evil Dead, in my opinion. I would put this one's first best. That's cool. I think I like this one. I just like, I just, I think there's a lot more. I think the first one's good if you want to watch a horror movie, but if you want just like a fun 80s action horror movie, this is, mm. this, and What's you're that definitely sound? not alone in that. They, like, I mean, people love Evil Dead too. They have a lot of really unsettling shots, unsettling, you know, special effects, you know, practical effects. Uh, I think that the effect, I think the effect team just went off so hard in this one that, you know, with Greg Nicotero. Um, that it just really got me like the blood, the fire, the fucking, the groovy, <laughs> like just like it all melted into just one badass flick. Well, baby. this is what evil dead became ultimately. Yeah. Like, like this, just this Ash Ash? with the chainsaw. He's just like fucking cocky and sort of dumb. And he's just like going, just cutting shit. Right. This is Ash. This is Ash. Yeah, this is Ash, and this is going to be Ash going forward, which I think we're all happy about. The Ash in the first one, you know, he's a little more coy, a little more cutback, 
a little more uh, reserved until until Scott dies, at least. Was Ashley? This <laughs> yeah. is Ash. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I'd say that we all really love this movie. Uh, I, if you haven't seen this movie and you listen to this whole pat podcast, that's crazy. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, definitely check this one out if you have. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, but I mean, you know, and that has been the Thanks for Waiting Podcast for this week. You can give us an email at thanks for waiting podcast at gmail.com. You know, emails anything that'd be pretty sweet. And you know, movies you want us to cover, maybe cryptids you want us to cover even. Or, you know, maybe just a hello to Joe. To me personally. Yes. Cause I'm saying hi. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm saying hello. <laughs> um anyone out there. You can check out our podcast on Spotify. We're on Amazon Music. We are on uh, the we're on Audible. Yes, we're on Audible. We're on the Anchor app. Uh, you know, we're working on getting on other things, but it's tough out here. You know, anyone has a place for that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, we'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, great podcast. I'd say, you know what? If a portal ever opens up and I and it's to a demon world. The only way I'd go through it is if I had you guys with me. Joe? Oh, Brandon. <laughs> so blind. I'm so blindsided. Um, I would say if an eyeball's flying at you, try not to scream with your mouth wide open. It's just going to pop right in there. Don't listen to it. Catch it in your mouth like a piece of popcorn. <laughs> Groovy. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> Way better, wasn't it? <laughs> Should have been doing this no, whole fuck time. That. <laughs>